Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news, AM850 here in the St. Louis region worldwide at KFUO.org. And I'm really excited about this week's edition of Moment on the Lighter Side for two reasons. For one, because we're not talking with Dr. Luke this afternoon, so I won't have to answer his questions about whether I used his hair-sucking leeches. And By the way, I didn't. But I'm even more excited because I understand we will be interviewing Mary Magdalene today. And I'm also have always dreamt about interviewing some famous, beautiful women like Meryl Streep or Julia Roberts. And Mary Magdalene certainly fits into that category. So I'm getting kind of nervous here. Hello, Mary Magdalene. Is that you? Are you there? Uh, no, Gary. It's 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 St. Peter here, apostle and owner of your favorite fishing and shepherding supply store. Say, is Mary Magdalene there? Can I talk to her? You know, I, I, I thought I'd at least get a hi, how do you do, after not talking with you for a month. Oh, yeah, sure. Hi, Peter. So, how have you been? Now, let's talk to Mary Magdalene. Is she there? Well, actually, she isn't, Gary. Why isn't she? Where is she? I thought Pastor John said she'd be there. Well, in the past, we have brought you a variety of characters to talk to, and, and earlier, Pastor John and I thought it would be fun for you to interview Mary Magdalene. Uh, but, but then we realized, uh, I don't do a, a very good falsetto. <laughs> uh, so rather than talking with Mary Magdalene, I, I'd like to talk about her. Oh. If you say so, although I don't know, Peter. You know, women don't like to be talked about behind their backs. Oh, don't worry about that. We'll only have good things to say. Yeah, but won't that be a little bit hard? My understanding is that Mary Magdalene had kind of a shady background. Well, that's true, Gary. Uh, Mary Magdalene has often been a, traditionally uh, been associated with that, that sinful prostitute, you know, the one described in Luke chapter 7, the woman who anointed Jesus' feet with tears and ointment, the woman to whom Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. But isn't there some controversy about that? Don't a lot of scholars think that she was a different woman entirely? It would be interesting to hear what you, an apostle, have to say about that. Well, you know, my opinion doesn't count for much, but, but I'll tell you what I know. And the only thing I know for sure is what the Holy Scriptures say. Uh, you see, Luke doesn't say specifically that the sinful woman, that prostitute, was Mary Magdalene. And he certainly could have done so. He knew of Mary Magdalene. Indeed, in the very next chapter of his gospel, he mentions her by name. Maybe Luke was just being polite. As we said, Christians don't talk about others behind their backs. And that may be true, Gary. <laughs> Although I'm afraid sometimes we Christians forget that. You know, if we have something to say about somebody, we should best say it face to face. But then again, we, we don't know for sure if that was Luke's motivation. Uh, they could have simply been two separate women. It is interesting, though, that Luke is the one who gives us the most background details about Mary Magdalene. And what details are those, Peter? Well, for one thing, he's the first to mention Mary Magdalene. Oh, oh that name, by the way, tells us where she's from. It does? Where's that? Well, from the town of Magdala. I always thought that was just her last name. Well, uh, many people think that, but rather the actual sense is Mary from Magdala. Oh, kind of like Joseph from Armamathea. Yeah, exactly. It's a common ancient way of designating who is who. 
Uh, it's also Luke who tells us that Mary was the one who received a great healing from Jesus. Indeed, if any part of Luke refers to Mary Magdalene, it might be what Jesus said in Luke chapter 11. Oh, I've got my Bible right here. And what verse are you talking about? Uh, verse 24 through 26, Luke 11. Verse 24, 26, Luke, Luke 11. Okay. Uh, when the unclean spirit had gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest and finding none. It says, I will return to my house from which I have come. And when it returns, it finds the house swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits, more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. What would that have to do with Mary Magdalene? Well, Luke tells us that Jesus had cast out seven demons from Mary Magdalene. So Jesus may have been thinking of her when he said these words. Uh, whatever the case, when Jesus cast out her demons, he did not leave her body to be an empty shell to which these demons could return. I know for a fact from that day on, she was filled with commitment to her Lord and Savior. Well, just read what Luke says about her in the beginning of his eighth chapter. Soon afterward, Jesus went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Herod, household manager and Susanna and others who provided for them out of their means. I tell you, there would have been many a day we disciples would have gone hungry if it wasn't for the generosity of Mary Magdalene and the rest of those women. You know, the same is true today, Peter. Where would the church be without the service and gifts of faithful women? Which is exactly why I want to talk about Mary Magdalene. I want to tell her story because it's so different from mine. Different than yours? What do you mean, Peter? You know, I always wanted to be a faithful disciple, just like Mary. I hoped that I would be the most faithful disciple. Right. You even said you would go to prison or even die for Jesus. Yeah, th thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> and that's exactly the point. As Jesus said, my spirit was willing, but my flesh was certainly weak. I wanted to be faithful to Jesus in all things, but as we all know, in the end, I denied him three times. But Mary, Mary, she was a different case indeed. Actually, I believe she deserves the honor of being called the most faithful of Jesus' disciples. And why do you say that? Well, let the record speak for itself. You said you had your Bible handy, Gary. That I do. But we're going to put you to work here. Read what Mark has to say in, in his closing, in the, the closing description of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. There are chapters 15, verses 40 and 41. Okay, here we go. There were also women looking on from a distance, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James the Younger, and of Joseph and Salome. When he was in Galilee, they followed him and ministered to him, and there were also many other women who came up with him in Jerusalem. I had run away, as did all of the disciples, except for John, of course. We had acted like so many frightened sheep, which was exactly as Jesus said. But look there, Mary remained faithful to the Lord even in his death. But that's not all. Read what Mark says later in that same chapter. 
I think you're thinking of verse 47, and Joseph brought a linen shroud and taken him down, wrapped him in the linen shroud, and laid him in a tomb that had been cut out of rock, and he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. You see, even after Jesus died, Mary remained faithful. She would not be separated from her Lord all the way to the tomb. That is different from what you did. (laughs) And that's not the end of it. Read finally John chapter 20, verse 1. Okay. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. My friend John, you know, he'd been faithful to Jesus. He, like Mary, had gone with him to the cross. But by Sunday, he, like me, had given up hope. In fact, all of us disciples slept in that morning, overcome by the sleep that comes from depression, but not Mary. Even after all she had seen, she remained dedicated in service to her Lord. She simply wanted to give him a decent and respectful burial. She truly was the most faithful of Jesus' followers, which is why it is such a surprise that she then does such a foolish thing. A foolish thing? What foolish thing is that? I think you're just going to have to call me back next week, and I'll tell you. (laughs) You sure you can't tell me now? Oh, if I do, I'm afraid you won't even call me back. You'll just call up that Julia Roberts or Meryl Streep instead. (laughs) Uh, You you wouldn't have Meryl or Julia's number, would you? I'm only teasing me here. <laughs> now, you're, you're the one that I will call. I'll call you for sure. And we can hear more of the story of, of Mary Magdalene and the faithful disciples who did the very foolish thing. So we'll Talk. look forward to it. Thank you. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org. And it sure was a surprise. But it wasn't the surprise I was looking for. I thought I was going to be able to talk to Mary Magdalene. Oh, well.